Welcome to Action Chapel International. We are one church in many locations worldwide. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same. Now please join us for this powerful message.
Put your hands together, thank God for Simeon. Hallelujah. Stretch your hands towards her as she returns and goes back on her assignment. She is leaving. Father, we cover Simeon. We pray for protection, double protection. Cover her by the blood of the Lamb and transfer to the armies of heaven, declaring that your daughter will not be a victim of any evil work. She won't be a casualty of war. And on her assignment to nations and cities, to churches and communities and to families, be her guide and her shield. Spirit of the living God, be her guide. And we take divine immunity and declare, let her steps be ordered of the Lord. Let her have a descending heart and be wise in all her ways. As a daughter, I shield and cover her with divine protection. In the name of Jesus, that she will always be preserved and see your goodness in the land of the living and will be treated well and that no man or woman will mishandle her whatsoever in Jesus name put your hands together say amen girl thank you for coming again and uh, don't be too long out there okay uh, don't be too long and come back home amen how many of you lost in the arm? Okay, show her some love. Show her some love. We love you, girl. We love you. With your hands lifted up all over this place, welcome to the second service and everyone online and on Dominion Television 364. We welcome you to today's service and declare, let the bounds of wickedness be broken. Let spells and curses be broken. Let the veil be destroyed. Let there be light. Let there be illumination. Let there be revelation. And let anyone, whatever they are, hearing the sound of my voice, be impacted, be blessed. In the name of Jesus, the Son of God, we break every resistance. We declare the word of the Lord proceeds with clarity of thought, precision of speech. There will be no error. The word proceeds in the name of Jesus with freedom, with wisdom, inspiration and illumination. It will never be the same again, never again in Jesus' name. If you believe that, put your hands together and give him praise. Thank you for coming. Every one of you that are here, you may be seated in heavenly places. The Christmas experience is ongoing and I encourage you, everyone, to get a ticket if you haven't yet gotten a ticket and if you haven't attended the past two days, Friday and Saturday was awesome and I was in, in attendance myself. Tonight is the first night Better is the end of everything than the beginning thereof. So I encourage you to make it a point to attend the Christmas experience with friends and families and loved ones. It will bless you. And we have some tremendous young adults in the house, very gifted, very skillful. Uh, if you've watched the Lion King before and been to uh, some of these theaters in New York and in Europe, I mean, the, the, the way this thing is handled with the kind of skill and spirit of excellence is like you and any of those theaters out there. It's, it's mind-blowing. I can't explain it. You have to experience it yourself. So if you haven't, get a ticket. It's just 30 Ghana cities at the bookshop. You can also get it online and be here tonight. We've been talking about different kinds of situation because of the times we find ourselves in. We talk about... Uh, the importance of remembering 
where you have come from and not forgetting God and where you came from. We talked about the test of faith and the test of love. Our faith in God will be tested and it's been tested. Whether we believe the word or we don't, irrespective of the logic, the philosophies and the arguments of men or the reasonings of men or signs. This is the time where faith in God's word promises is being tested. Our love for God, our love for country, our love for loved ones and families, our love for the brethren, love one another, love one another. This is a new commandment Jesus said, I give unto you that you love one another even as I have loved thee. For by this shall the world know that ye are my disciples indeed. So our love for the brethren, the family of God will be tested. It's time. Your love for loved ones will be tested. Today I want to talk to you about a new series entitled <coughs> Thank you. New series entitled the test of character, the test of character. It can be defined this way, moral integrity, moral integrity. A moral guide, a moral guide or a moral stability. There are many definitions, but these are just some few I want to give to you. First Timothy 4, 7, First Timothy 4, 7. But refuse profane and old wise fables mm -hmm. and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Unto godliness. So God, godliness is what must guide you and I. That is what defines true character. Godliness. It's critical. The Bible said that God expects us to conform to the image of his son. Conform to the image of his son. And the Bible said looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. And so he is our guide. He's the standard. No one else but him. The author and the finisher of your faith and my faith. First Timothy 6, 10 to 11. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Now he didn't say money is the root of all evil. He said the love of money. So where money becomes your God and your guide. That your whole life and living and everything you do is guided or determined by money and not God or the scriptures, you are in trouble. Go ahead. Which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith. Covetousness, setting your eyes on what is others. Covetousness will cause you to err from living a life pleasing to God. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. And where you get to a place where money becomes your God and you start coveting what is others, you err and you stop pleasing God. Go ahead. And they pierce themselves through with many sorrows. Mm -hmm. But thou, O man of God, flee these things uh -huh. and follow after righteousness, mm -hmm. godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Meekness. You see, he said righteousness. We have two kinds of righteousness, fulfilled righteousness and imputed righteousness. The fulfilled righteousness has to do with things like water baptism, uh, tithing, and things that is required of you and I. Uh, praying, fastings, those are things that the Holy Spirit will not do for you. Uh, the Bible says that be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. And it's your reasonable duty. So God expects some things of us which the Spirit won't do, but he will enable or give you and I grace or strength. For I can do all things. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So he's talking about imputed righteousness here and Christ obtained that for you and I. And then godliness and then faith and then love and then <clears throat> and patience, you know. And these are attributes you know, that is required of you and I that forms character. And I'm talking about the character of God. There are two kinds of character, which is the nature or the character of man uh, and that of God. And you and I are believers. And so we are expected to demonstrate the God kind of character. 
or the character of God in us is revealed and we'll, I'll show you some of the things that make known, reveal or manifest the character of God in us. One of the things you must write down is money. Money will show who you truly are. Money. When you have come into money, that is when we will know who you are. When people are broke and they are struggling and they don't have enough, you don't know who they are. It is when people come into money that suddenly they change and they become someone else. And that is where you see through manifestation of split personality. And so right now, I don't know who you are, but it is when you have come into money that we'll get to know who you are. And then he talks about power. Power. Power will reveal who you are. We don't know who you are till you have power. And then fame. 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 When you become famous, known, very important, a VIP in your society, in your generation, that reveals who you are and will show men who you truly are. These things will bring out what is in you, the test of character. Difficult times like we find ourselves in also is used by God to show you and I who we truly are and what is in our heart. Success, success, relevance, success, relevance. When you have come to a place where you lack nothing and you want nothing, that everything you wanted, desire, ever needed is at your disposal. How do you treat people? Do you change or you are still the same? The Bible said, I am the Lord, I change not. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, the same, tomorrow, the same, and forever the same. Are you the kind and the type that money, power, success, and these things changes or defines you in a negative light? And bad friendship, bad friends can also change your life. It also reveals and shows what is in you. It is said that the wise, the one that keeps or walk with the wise will become wise, but the company of fools is destroyed. Who are your friends? Who are the people you hang with? That tells who you are, and that also will reveal your true character. Say amen. Okay, let's proceed because of time. Psalm 105, verse 17 to 19. Psalm 105, 17 to 19. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. Until the time that, he was, that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. You see, so the promise of God will try us. When God makes a promise, between here and there, where the promise becomes manifest or where the promise comes into full effect. The promise itself is designed and programmed by God to test you and I and to test our character, our faith and our love in God and especially our character to show us what is in our heart, who we are and to also determine what we can manage and handle. Because sometimes when people get blessed with a little money here and power and position, they think that is all that it is and they have arrived and they begin to misbehave and mishandle people. And that can restrict and limit you when it comes to what God has in stock for you. So times like this will create situations, circumstances to test your character and to test my character. As it was said that these are the worst of times, yet the best of times. It's a time of darkness and yet a time of light. A time of hopelessness, despair, and yet a time of hope. A time of foolishness and yet a time of wisdom. A time of having everything and yet a time of having nothing. For it is written, when men are cast down, then shall thou say, there is a lifting up. I declare that in the midst of all that is going on with humanity and the nations, 
You will be among the many that will say there is a lifting up. You will be among the survivors that remain and escape these evil times to tell the story to generations yet unborn how that God showed us mercy and kindness and delivered us from all of our fears. If you believe that, put your hands together and say amen. In going forward, we are talking about how the word of the Lord tried death. And look at some of the things Joseph had to deal with. Number one, he was hated by his brethren. His siblings hated him. And they hated him because he wasn't wise about how he handled his assignment, mandate, and mission. I have been there several times in the past. Not being wise about my dream, telling your dream and your vision to siblings, to friends, to loved ones, and to others can set you up. It can make you a victim of the hatred and the envy and the jealousy of others. It provoked his siblings to envy, to jealousy, to hatred. Joseph could have gotten into Egypt and he would have become prime minister anyway without all the things he went through if he was wise about things. When the angel of the Lord told Mary that he was going to have a son and his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. And he will save the world. The Bible said she pondered over these things in her heart. She didn't go about talking about it. You have to be very careful of who you tell your dreams because there are dream killers and dream takers. I have shared dreams with so many over the years. And next thing I find, I see them doing the very things I've been dreaming about and I told them about. And they do it as if it's their dream. And they even work on it to outshine me and give me no credit. And once I had a dinner with some of them and I confronted them. And I said, how come you people do everything I share with you? Everything I'm doing, you are doing it. And they said, it's because you always have new ideas and you tell us your ideas. And I said, oh, I see. So I learned a lesson. From that time, I don't tell my ideas anymore. I keep it to me. But you see, there's a, there's a danger with this generation because of social media. You know, the WhatsApps and the Twitter and uh, all the Instagrams and the snaps and everything that everybody wants to share. Tell people where they are, take a picture, show them this. And we are being very unwise. You're putting yourself out there, telling everybody your business. You need to be wise. And that was what led this young man, very promising, to a situation he wasn't ready for. He was an amateur. He wasn't ready for the assassination attempts and plot on his life. He didn't handle things wisely. Please be careful who you share your dreams with. I prefer sharing my dreams with people who are more pregnant than me, more anointed than me, more successful than me, because it takes a lot for one that is more pregnant and more successful than you to come after you. It has to take a demon entering them. And I'll show you that as we go ahead. You'll see some people very successful, like King Saul, more anointed, successful than David, a shepherd. And yet he went after David because demons entered him and deployed him to kill a young David. But David acted very wisely. And when his character was tested, he passed the test. Your character, my character, is under a test. Because of the times we live in, everything is being tested. Relationships are being tested. Relationships are being tested. And we have to be very wise and circumspective and very discerning in the times we live in because strategic relationships can be destroyed if we just react to things and we take things on the surface and by just what we see, we can miss it. That's why the Bible said that Jesus will not judge by the seeing of his eyes or by the hearing of his ears. So we need to exercise discretion in every matter before we react, before we act. We have to be still, learn to listen, 
Learn to do due diligence before we come to conclusions. And that's what the Bible says, judge not that you may not be judged. Put your hands together and give God praise. So the things you must write. They hated him, his siblings hated him, envied him. They conspired to kill him. Assassination plot. Yeah. They put him into a pit. They sold him into slavery. They lied about him to their dad. They lied about him. All these things, you will go through it as long as you live. You'll be envied. And people will plot to assassinate you. Yeah. I've been there. They bring plots on my life. People will plot. They will scheme to discredit you, to implicate you, to put you away. Yeah. To get you out of the face of the earth, if it is possible. They will do everything. Because that is how they feel. They see you as a threat. They see you as the reason why they are not going on in life and yet it's their fault. You can't blame anybody for where you are in life. For everybody is given 24 hours in a day. It is what you do with your 24 hours that determines what becomes of you. You can't blame me for where you are. Neither do I blame you for where I am. For a man's gift shall make room for him. See thou a man diligent in his business. He will stand before great men and not before just anybody. Genesis 37. Genesis 37, verse 4 and 5. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. You see, they hated him. He knew that he was hated because of the dream. And then he went back and told them again another dream he had. And he was hated yet the more. Not by enemies. Not by strangers. But hated within his own household. By siblings. By people who should have rejoiced with him. Sometimes you think that people or siblings, loved ones, will be happy for you and rejoice with you when you do well. It can provoke them to envy and jealousy. So you have to be very, very wise and smart in how you behave and handle yourself when you carry a dream. Because dreams define the destinies and the future of individuals. And it has the potential to provoke loved ones and enemies to envy, hatred, and jealousy. So please, be wise, be circumspective, Use discretion when you are sharing dreams and vision. It's not everything I tell everybody. Sometimes Rosa will say to me, I can tell something is off. What is, what is it? Something is, I can tell I know you. And I said, nothing. And she said, no, 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 this is not fair. I, I know something is going on. Tell me. And I said, baby, I'm not going to tell you because you can't do anything about it. And she said, try me. And I said, I'm not trying you. This one, you can't do anything about it. I have to trust God. I have left it to God. I'm working it out with God. And I wait till God fixes it. Then I'll tell it. Because there are certain situations there's nothing you can do about. So telling people about it. WhatsApping friends. Tweeting it here and there. It's not going to solve it. When you leave it to God, let God manage it and let God handle it. And it's just a matter of time. God has a way of fixing it. And you got to come to a place. You have to get to a place where you trust God with situation. It's not everything you open your mouth and you talk about. There are some situations. And in this life, it's not everything you can do something about. There are so many things I see around me in the life of my own children, loved ones, friends, siblings, countrymen and women, that I know there is nothing I can do about it. Because if, if I try to do anything about it, it can rather complicate issues. So the best thing I do is to leave it in the Father's hands and say, Father, it is in your hands. 
and you said vengeance is yours you will repay I appeal to you oh thou that answers prayer by fire I appeal to you the God of vengeance and when you do that you need to wait you need to be patient you need to wait and it hurts it's painful I'll be honest with you if I tell you it doesn't hurt it's a lie it hurts but you got to wait on the Lord you have to leave it to God you talk about being betrayed I've been betrayed by the best I've been betrayed by friends within and without I've been betrayed by all kinds of people who I have impacted and helped them and they are somewhere today somebody today they don't even want to hear my name they don't even want to tell anybody that once upon a time I was in their life they act like I am an act enemy when I haven't done anything and the Bible says, for my love for my love they hated me for your love you can be hated David said I am for peace but when I speak they are for war misrepresentation that can happen to you you can be misrepresented and misunderstood even within your own walls at home and there come a time when you feel all alone all alone and misunderstood even by those you expect to understand you and it will be you and God and God alone and in those times and moments you have to learn how to lean on the everlasting arms of Adonai and trust God you have to learn because betrayal misrepresentation surrounds the path of dreamers it's part of our work as men and women born to make a difference and to impact our generation you are not an ordinary person you were born for such a time like this you have come into this life for such a time like this to make an impression to make an impact and a difference in the life of your generation and generations yet on come and therefore evil will war with you evil will declare war at you because evil is not something evil is someone and evil will never rest nor be satisfied until it destroys good that is the mission of evil so please beware of that and stop saying why me why me what have i done if not you then who yeah let's go on please genesis 37 and verse 11 and his brethren envied him but his father observed the same you see his brethren his siblings envied him but his father observed the saints. that is what people who are mature does and that's why you must hang with people more pregnant than you when the angel of the Lord came to Mary and told Mary about her vision and mandate and she said how can this thing be seen that I know not a man the angel of the Lord said the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow thee and you conceive and you bear a son his name shall be called Jesus he shall deliver his people his name shall be called Emmanuel for God is with us and then the angel revealed the secret and said to Mary that your cousin Elizabeth who is called barren she's six months pregnant which means that she's more pregnant than you so when you get pregnant she's one person you must hang with because she understands the process you're going through what does that mean it means that you must learn to build relationships with people who are more pregnant than you more anointed than you it's very difficult for people who are more pregnant and more successful than you to envy you amen that is not to say that there won't be characters more successful than you that will be envious and jealous of you but it's very real and in most situations like that is demons that enter them even though they are successful they become so insecure and yet um, they open themselves up and then Satan can deploy them to hurt people for no reason Genesis 37 18 to 19 and when they saw him afar off even before he came near unto them they conspired against him to slay him 
And they said one to another, Behold, the dreamer cometh. Come now therefore and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say, Some evil beast have devoured him and we shall see what will become of his dreams. You see, so that is what the problem is. It's your dream. So stop saying, why me? What have I done? It's not about you. It's about your dream. It's about destiny. It's about the reason for which you were born and given life to. It's about where you are here. You're carrying greatness. You're a dreamer. You were born to make a difference. One time, a young man from a Baptist background, a son of a preacher, Martin Luther, he said, I have a dream. I have a dream that one day, the black man and the white man will sit together in the same classroom in Alabama. I have a dream. I have a dream that one day my little kids will not be defined by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. You carry a dream, you're a dreamer. And your dream will provoke jealousy. Your dream will provoke envy and hatred. They said, let us kill him and see what's have become of his dream. But I pray special protections over your dream today. And I pray that you will live to fulfill that dream and that you will not die prematurely. And that God will protect you and protect your dream and cause you to be wise using discretion when it comes to who you share your dream with. Put your hands together and say amen. You can write this down. They hated him. They sold him into slavery. They lied about him. And they cast him into a pit. Genesis 39, verse 7 to 9. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wanteth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So again, his character was tested on two levels. His relationship with God, his relationship with his master. His master's wife tempted him and said, lay with me. I'm the neck. I can turn the head anywhere. I can tell my husband to free you as a slave, to go back to your country and your people. But God's plan for Joseph was not about freedom to go back home. It was greater than that. The plan God had for Joseph was bigger than being freed and going back home. God had a plan for him to become the prime minister of Egypt and to literally feed the entire world of those days because there was hunger across the world and everybody had to come to Egypt to buy from Joseph. That was the plan God has for him. Sometimes when we are blessed with a little bit of money, a little bit of position of power and influence, we think we have arrived. And most times God uses those things to test our character, to see whether he can entrust more into our hands. And we get stuck and think that is all it is and we begin to misbehave and begin to mishandle people. But Joseph was different. In prison, he had the king's cupbearer as a friend, interpreted his dream 
and said, when you go back and you are free, remember me. For two years, the king's cupbearer was with the king, serving him for two years, forget about Joseph. And he had to forget about Joseph because the plan that God had for Joseph, God himself had to find a way to execute it because Joseph was sent to prison by the five-star general's wife. As a matter of fact, it was Potiphar himself, the five-star general, the minister of defense of those times that put him into prison. It was a special prison where the king kept his political enemies. Very fortificated and protected. There was no way this Hebrew slave could escape. He was kept there. And if the king's cupbearer had gone to the king to say, oh, there was this, I know this guy in prison. He's a Hebrew slave. And the king would have said, who put him there? And they said, oh, the minister of defense. He wouldn't have touched it. And then you must also know that the wife of the minister of defense and the president's wife were friends. They, they drink tea every evening. So it would have been very difficult to get Joseph out. But God had a plan. God had a plan when the king had a dream and no one could interpret the dream. None of his wise men or magicians or astrologers or wise men or diviners could interpret the dream. Then the servant remembered Joseph. He said, I know one Hebrew slave in prison who has the gift of interpretation of dream. And the king said, bring him to me. And when Joseph came and the gift of God in him was demonstrated, the king said, I need you to be my number two in this land. And by your word shall my nation be governed. And only on the throne will I be greater than you. In all of this, Joseph was not arrogant. He wasn't prideful. And I'll show you how he had so much power and wealth and money and influence and relevance and never use it to settle scores because he understood that vengeance was God. And one person that the leaders of Africa must learn from is Mediba, Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela said the other day, he said, and I quote, as I stand before the door to my freedom, he said, I realize that if I don't leave my hatred and my bitterness behind me, I will walk through this door of freedom and still be in prison. There are so many people in life very successful, powerful people have wealth and money and influence and are slaves and prisoners of their past because they are embittered, they are hurt, they are offended, they are full of hatred and instead of using power for good and power to build, they are using power to settle scores, using money, influence and access to hurt others and if you are such you have to rethink especially if you have children you must be careful how you treat others because there is even a possibility that God can overlook and let you walk but your children will pay for it for what you do to others shall be done also unto you for what you wish others to do unto you, so do unto others. For God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, shall he also reap. So be careful how you treat others, especially when you have power, money, influence, fame, success, position, access. Be careful because power and money is not to settle scores. It's not for vengeance. It is for good. It's given to us to build. And I'm not saying it's easy to forgive. It's difficult. It's tough. Because I struggle. I struggle with pain. I struggle with offenses. 
Sometimes it's very difficult, especially when you see people you've been a blessing to. Like David said in Psalm 3, why, why? Why have they increased that hate me? For many are they that say there is no hope. The fact of the matter is that they are not just despising you, disrespecting, dishonoring you, and hating you. They even go to the extent to want and wish you to be wiped out from the earth. And you ask yourself, who are these people? And yet David said, it, was, it is okay. David said, you can defame me. And you can implicate me. You can lie of me, misrepresent me. But he came to a conclusion and said, For thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. I pray that God will lift up your home above the horns of those who hate you. And that God will avenge you at the appointed time. But he will not do it if you are bitter. And I know it's difficult and it's hard if you want to do it in your own strength and in your flesh. It's tough. But you got to trust God for grace. For Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can do all things. It's difficult, it's hard, but you can do all things because you are not just an ordinary person. You are a child of God. The other day, something said, when Delilah said, what are you made of? I've tried everything to break you, and I can't break you. What is the secret of your strength? And something said, I am a Nazarite. I'm a man under a vow. Razor have never touched my hair. In the day that razor touches my hair, I will be like any other man. He said, I will be like any other man. That means he wasn't like any other man. May I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that you are not any other woman. You are not any other man. You are unique. You are special. You are wonderfully and fearfully made in the image of the Most High. So don't believe that you can forgive. Don't believe that this is the way you are. You can change. Nelson Mandela said the other day, and I quote, he said, it always sounds impossible until it is done. Until it is done, it always sounds impossible until it is done. It is possible. You can be free of bitterness. You can be free of hatred. You can be free of offenses. I have been used. I have been taken advantage of. I have been exploited by the good, the bad, and the ugly. And sometimes people think that I can't see or I don't know. And I laugh in my head. I laugh in my head because I know vengeance is the Lord. And it's just a matter of time. So if you think you are exploiting me, taking advantage of me, or using me for whatever means, it's your problem. It's not my problem. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time and vindication will come. Time has a way of settling matters. And time will settle this one too. Put your hands together. Give God praise. <laughs> Quickly. Genesis 41. 38 to 40. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. That was awesome, awesome. He was looking for an easy way out, a shortcut. He wanted the servant to remember him so maybe he can come out of prison and go home. That was all he was thinking about. He wanted to go home. But God's plan for him was bigger than going home. God had a plan 
to give him the right to go home at any time and to come back and to rule the entire world of those days. God has something bigger and better for you than what you have now. If you believe it, put your hands together. You think you are blessed. You think you are blessed. But wait. Wait till God blows your mind. For the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And riches is better than blessings. But you have to pass the test of blessing in order for you to qualify for riches. And even in riches, there are two kinds of riches. The riches of men and the true riches, which is the riches of God. Riches that by the things we do for God and his work here, it gives us eternal mileage. I have lost so many things in life, but I have learned to preserve relationships than money and material things. I'd rather keep a relationship over money because there are some relationships that will save you. Relationships can take you where money can take you. Money has limitations, but I have learned that it is better to be kind than to be right. All this right, 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 my right, my right is the reason for the wars and the conflicts and the instability of nations and the tribal war. It's all about right, right, right. It's all about who is right. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have rights. Have rights. But hear me. When your rights leads to war and when lives and blood of men and women are being shed and innocent women and kids are dying because you want to prove your right is not worth it. I have decided that it is better to be kind than to be right. But it's your choice. But we all have decisions to make in life. And there are consequences for the choices we make in life, whether they are good or evil. Come with me to Genesis chapter 20, chapter 50, and verse 16 to 17. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren, and their sin, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, Forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father, and Joseph wept when, he, when they speak unto him. You see, they lied to him again. They have, these guys have perfected themselves in the lying business. They lied again. Their father never said that. But they made it up. And you know what they did? They were afraid to face their own brother. So they sent a servant to go to Joseph and tell him that this was what your father said. That you should forgive your brethren for the evil they did to you. And the reason why Joseph wept was because I can understand him. He wept because I can see him saying that they don't even know who I am. They don't even know me. They don't even understand that I have forgiven them. I'm not even thinking about it. They are so petty and still thinking about what they did when I have moved on and gone past it. He wept. And one of the things that really moved me was about Joseph when the father died. And if you look at the scriptures carefully, I studied it categorically, you could see that Joseph was the only one who wept when Jacob died and laid his head on the, on the bosom of the father and wept. None of them wept except Joseph. They did not know the value of their father. They were thinking about the evil they had done. Hear me. It's good to do good as long as you live. I'm telling you. Doing good and doing right is freedom. Because doing evil can haunt you. It will come back to bite you in your old age. Here was these guys in their old age. The evil they did when they were young had come back to bite them. To the extent that even when their father died, they couldn't show any emotion. They were being haunted by the evil they did to their brother. That the evil they did to Joseph has come back to haunt them. I pray for you. 
that in your time of elevation, in your time of success, when all that you have has multiplied and you have built houses, your silver and your gold has multiplied and you've had favor and you've come into plenty, abundance and influence and access, that you will do good and not evil. Because there come a time, hear me, ladies and gentlemen, time changes. Money, power, access, influence have expiry dates. It's just a matter of time. It will catch up with you. And I pray for you that you will do good and right whilst you are young. So you will age well. I've seen people in this life not aging well. Bitter, critical of everything and everybody. You never hear anything good coming out of their mouth. They are always bitter about somebody. Life hasn't treated them fairly. You know why? They didn't treat some people fairly when it was in their power to do so. Well, I pray for you. That when it is in your power to do right and good, you do good and you do right. For the sake of your own children and grandchildren, even if not sick, and also especially for your old age. Because you never know. You know, I tell my kids, I said, people sometimes credit me with things more than they should. People think I have all this money. And I said to them, I said, you know, I do things by inspiration, not about money. And I said, and one thing I've learned and I have over the years is goodwill. Goodwill. And I said, when you do right and you help people and you don't become bitter, you obtain goodwill that will take you far and beyond where money can take you. Money has expiry date. Influence and power has expired it. When you do right and you treat people well, you can go to sleep. You can go to sleep. I was talking to a doctor friend of mine the other day and I said, you know, you're a doctor and I'm determined to do you right. I don't play with my doctors and I don't play with my driver. I don't play with my cook and I don't play with my security guy. Because you see, the day a thief will be knocking at your door. If you don't treat your security man well, he will show the thief where your bedroom is. He will say, this is between you and I. Master, master, he be in bedroom day there. But if you treat your security man, he will take a bullet for you. At the day of trouble, and it has happened in true life to people, he will say, I'm sorry, master, you know day. He went out yesterday, he not come. He not day. But I see his car. No, he didn't go with this car. He went with another car. Master, I know they. And in the day that your cook, evil comes into his head, he will shake his head and say, no, I need this man. And your driver, the day you are sleeping behind your car, boss, boss, master, you are sleeping. And evil will come into his head. Jump out of the car and let the car carry the man somewhere. He will say, no, I won't do that to master. Your doctor can give you a wrong medication, inject you with the wrong injection. You say you have money. You say you are powerful. You are smart. He can give you a wrong medication and you give him the hand and he injects you and you don't know he's poisoning you. So be careful. I think it's a good place to put your hand. I, I'm, go, I'm, going, I'm going to stop here. You are too quiet, so I'm going to stop here. I, I'll continue next week. I'll continue next week. Hallelujah. You know, Bishop Oboda was telling me something of something that happened recently. A, a gentleman came to church. Eh? Tell us what happened. Yeah, he came for a funeral Thanksgiving. So that was a Sunday. And you spoke. And he said, can I talk to you? I said, yes, you can. He said, I want you to tell the Archbishop I love him. I still, I still didn't understand. He said, well, this is the first time I have seen him face to face. 
For 20 years, I hated this man, even though I didn't know him. By hearing him today, I know that all the things I heard were not true. Tell him I apologize and I love him. Can you believe that? It's a good place to clap your hands. Whoever he is, wherever he is, let God bless him. And he was about 70 years. And he was 70 years. So since he was 50 years, he didn't like me. Yeah. There are people who should be in this church. And they are not here. And they can be helped. What we give in this church, you can't find it in so many places. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. I know the stuff I carry. And the Bible says, let him that boast, boast of this one thing, that he knows I the Lord. I know him. And I know what I carry. I know the stuff we have in this house. There are people, members of Action, wherever they go to in the world, they are given position. As soon as they get to know they are from Action, Duncan Williams, immediately they are given position. Everywhere in the world. There's no church in this city you won't find an Action member here because the stuff I give is not ordinary stuff. I cook very well. I give balanced diets. And when I'm feeding you, I'm very, very particular about what I feed you with. And I give you the best. And I'm not arrogant about it. And yet there are people, they don't know me. Please sit, please sit. They've never seen me before, but they don't like me. And it doesn't bother me. It's your loss. It's not my loss. It's your loss. Because I have something you need. I don't need what you have. Because what you think you have, God can give it to me. Is it money? Is it power? Is it fame? Is it success? Is it influence? God can give me all those things. But what I have, you can't have it. Because you can't pay the price for it. You cannot pay the price of what I carry. You have no idea of the price one pays for what I carry. So it's your loss. And I encourage all of you to learn to invite people to church. Tell people, come to my church. Come here, my papa. You'll be blessed. Be proud of what you have. Yeah. Boast about the good you have. Celebrate it. On this note, thank you for listening. Please stand. Are you clapping? I have a lot of stuff that I can't touch today because of time. We'll continue next week. Please bow your heads and invite friends to come. If you are here, everything that I've said is only possible to those who have a relationship with God and a covenant with God. If you don't have a relationship with him, you don't have a covenant with God. You can't do it. No. It's only possible if you have a relationship with him. So if you are here and you say, Preacher, I need Jesus. I want to have a relationship with God. I want forgiveness of sin. You can't stop doing wrong without him. Even when you have him, you'll be tempted. You'll struggle. It takes him and him alone to overcome. And so if you want to have a relationship with the Father, the son, wherever you are, please show by lifting up your hands and say, Papa or preacher, pray for me. I, I need Jesus. I, I want to have a relationship with God. If your hand is lifted up, will you please come to the front? Please come. If your hand is lifted up, please come. Please come. Is there anybody here? Anybody here? I'm giving you the opportunity to have a relationship with him. These are not things that flesh and blood can handle. You need God. You need strength. <clears throat> you need his grace. Is there anybody coming? Anybody coming? Please come. This is my story. Yeah, this is my song. Well, 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 well. Praising my Savior, yeah, yeah. 
Blessed are your Yes, 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 yes. Jesus is my. Yeah. Oh, I'm the fortress of glory divine. Hero salvation. Hero salvation. Purchase of God. Purchase of God. Born of the Spirit. Born of His Spirit. I'm washing His blood. This is my story, everybody now. by that message and we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again. For more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may visit our Dominion Bookshop located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road. Or you may call our offices on 030-701-1851 or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and may your life continue to be changed in God's presence.